Well, good morning, everyone. As Betsy mentioned in the opening, today is the first Sunday of the Lenten season. And traditionally in the Christian church, Lent is the time to focus on the path of discipleship and Christian obedience. Uh, it's the time of the year when the Eastern Orthodox churches and Roman Catholic churches prepare their adult candidates for baptism, uh, which then happen at the Easter Vigil. Uh, Lent is generally the time of year when all Christians are called to a life review uh, with the invitation to confess our sins and to recommit ourselves to the path of Jesus. As a season of life review and confession of sin, Lent is often experienced as somewhat somber and serious. Sometimes people talk about giving something up for Lent. And uh, over the last number of years at Rockway Church, our opening ritual in the Lenten season has been to extinguish a candle each week all the way up to Good Friday when finally the Christ candle is extinguished and when we commemorate Jesus' death on the cross. The diminishing light is a recognition that the Christian path often involves suffering. It can be a hard road. But this year, instead of extinguishing a candle, uh, we're lighting one. Uh, because this does not feel like a normal year. But by doing this, um, we're not trying to avoid the Lenten season and the disciplines of Lent. We're just wanting to reframe things a little bit. We feel that we don't really need to extinguish the candle to symbolize the darkness because we feel like we're quite aware of it this year. Um, this came up at our worship committee discussion. Um, we're very much aware of, of the fact of living in a time of isolation and difficulty. What we feel we need to do the, the, this year is to remind ourselves of the hope that exists amid the darkness. To remind ourselves that the darkness, though here, will not have the final word. And that it's okay to remain and to be in the darkness. What we're hoping to do this year is encourage one another to be present to the time. Seasons of darkness are simply part of life and reality. Darkness and difficulty is a reality for many people every year, but we in our wealthy society are often sheltered from it but not, not this year, not this time. So the invitation is to stay with it and to trust in God's presence in the midst of it and to wait for spiritual gifts that may yet be revealed to us. At our worship committee meeting recently, we were inspired by a new hymn in the new hymnal collection called Voices Together. Um, the hymn is about darkness and it's it's called darkness is not dark to you O god and the text is by sarah johnson um, many of you will have heard of her or met her she's coming to speak a little bit later in the spring and the music is by leonard entz the first verse of the hymn says darkness is the source of insight 
darkness leads to what is true. So together we're wondering what truth may be awaiting us this season. The gospel text for today is about Jesus facing the darkness. A voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Life can change in a flash. One would have hoped that Jesus could have reveled in the light a little longer um, after his baptism. At least had a time to celebrate with his family and his friends. But for whatever reason, this was not allowed to him. Uh, the Spirit immediately drove him out into a solitary place. And there, Mark tells us, he was tempted by Satan and surrounded by wild beasts. Now, Jesus is the universal pattern. He's the fully human one and the one who most fully embodies God's presence. The consummate human being. And his life involved stretches in the wilderness, times of isolation, times of trial. So how then can we, as regular human beings, expect anything less? Darkness is a necessary part of life, an inevitable occurrence, woven into the very fabric of creation. These times happen whether we plan for them or not, whether we want them or not. They just are. And the question is, what we will make of them? How will we allow these times of darkness to function for us? For Jesus, the time in the desert was a time of testing and discernment. Mark's account doesn't mention the specific temptations, but the other gospels do. Um, do you by chance remember what they were? This is a bit of Bible quizzing. We didn't do that this year. What were the temptations that Jesus experienced in the desert? Well, you can look them up in Luke chapter 4, but they had to do with power. And Jesus was faced with his own inner dialogue and conflicting impulses and desires. What would he seek to do and how would he go about it? He had to sort some things out and make some choices. And this is the way that the wilderness works. It makes such discernment a possibility. It doesn't guarantee it, but it provides the opportunity. It strips away all the distractions and can bring us face to face with some of the most important and basic choices of life. What do I most value? What do I want to do with the rest of my life? How do I want to live from this time on? And how do I want to be remembered? When life is comfortable, uh, going along as normal, when there's lots of activities and social opportunities, uh, these sorts of questions can often be shunted off until later. We get caught up in all the stimulation 
and the larger questions and some of the most important questions get saved for a later date. But in isolation, there's less distraction. There's more time. And so these beasts, these beastly questions rise up to meet us. They look at us in the dark with their glowing eyes. And we have a choice. Do we sit with these questions or do we shut them out? That's a choice that the darkness brings to the fore. And Jesus did not flee from the temptations. He didn't shut them out. The text says he stayed present. He sat down with the wild beasts. He let the devil come to him. He faced the questions and in the process, he was met. The way the Bible talks about it is the angels came to wait on him. You know, this seems to be the dynamic of the Christian faith. There's, there's gift, but it, also, but it often involves our effort and our risk-taking. Not everything's just handed on a platter. Um, Jesus had to take the risk of being present to temptation and trial. And then in the midst of this, the angels came and waited on him. He experienced grace and confidence and went back with this sense. There's an early Quaker chant that speaks to this dynamic of faith. It was written by a fellow named James Naylor in 1659, most probably during a time of persecution. The Quakers were um, persecuted in England. Art thou in the darkness is the question. Mind it not, for if thou dost, it will feed thee more. But stand still, and act not, and wait in patience, till light arises out of darkness and leads thee. So it's, it reminds me of this dynamic of Jesus in the desert. Wait there in the darkness. Be still. Don't lash out and God will meet you. So during this time of Lent and this pandemic, I want to encourage us to persevere. In our spiritual community of the church, we're here not just to help each other get through, you know, to pass the time until we can sigh and get back to the normal routines. We have a higher calling than that. We're, we're really here to help one another engage with God, engage with the deeper questions, and to grow as people. We're here to help one another wrestle with our vocation and our calling, to help one another to more fully choose the way of Christ in the world so what sorts of questions and temptations have been arising within you over these past weeks and months? What sorts of things have you been struggling with? If there are things you can know that you are not alone, 
Um, and if you feel like talking about these things, um, I'd be available to talk. You just have to reach out and we could have a conversation. Or you might wish to talk about them with somebody else. This time of difficulty has the potential to be a time of growth. During the Lenten season, I, I'd like to offer a brief time of meditation online each week. You know, what I'm thinking of is, is 20 minutes, not, a, not really visiting, but I can lead us into it, and it will be a, an opportunity just to simply be rooted and present in this time. I'm thinking maybe Wednesday mornings, 8.30 to 8.50. Uh, but if, if you're interested and this time doesn't work, let me know and there may be other times, but I, um, you'll notice the note I put in the bulletin. So I'd like to end my reflections today with a sung version of this Quaker chant. It's sung by a woman named Paulette Meyer. Um, I know her, she's sort of a friend of mine and she's a Quaker from the States. So um, let's uh, enter into this chant once again uh, for a couple minutes. <clears throat> 